Hey, everybody. Welcome to the All Over Overland show. It is me tonight uh, only. Well, we're going to have our guests on. But Lee, uh, he's got a little kid that's sick, and I'm trying to push all the buttons and do the things. Um, so Lee's not going to make it tonight. I think it's a poor excuse of just not wanting to be on the show because that sounds like something that Lee would do. Let's blame my kid so that Michael didn't get mad at me. And and that's kind of that's kind of what happens. But anyway, uh, we didn't have a show last week because it was Valentine's Day, but we are back this week and we're excited, or at least I'm excited, because we have an awesome guest, a good friend of ours, Ryan with CB um, Adventure Supply, and then we've got Jacob, a buddy of his. We'll talk about how that's connected here in just a second, but we're going to bring them on. Ryan's got, um, he's like a grand reopening, I guess, and then also some big news um, that probably most of you have heard about, but if not, we'll cut into that. So let's just bring him on. Right. What's now. up? What's going on? What's going on? Ryan, are you there? Is your like your screen? You're blank. I'm blank. Yeah, we can hear you though. Can you see me, Jacob? I can't. I can't. No. The audio sounds great. Yeah, audio sounds great. I mean, really, this is <laughs> ideal. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. I mean, there's a reason why you do radio, Michael. Cool. I know I've got a face for it, but uh, but you definitely right now have a face for it. So uh, we're just going to kind of weather through and hope that you're maybe push yeah. some buttons. Yeah. Well, what I need to do probably. Well, Lee's not maybe go. go. Oh, there, you go. there he is. There you go. There am, he is. am I moving? You're there. Am you're I moving. moving? So can you see me? Take a second right now and go and I'm talking to both of you guys. Go and copy. So go to like, well, here, let me do this. Lee's usually what doing all this and hopefully he's just taking care of it and I don't have to worry about it. It looks like, sorry, I am trying to what figure is, out what I'm doing here. Let's see. Well, it's a, it's, it's a pretty big, it's pretty obvious that you don't know what you're doing. I don't, well, I don't do this part. This is a, this is a Lee part. I don't even know why it's not even. So so after you throw shade at Lee for essentially not being on the show because his kid's sick, you're now saying that you need Lee. Oh, I totally need all Lee. The buttons. Yeah, yeah, because he's the button pusher. So here's what I'm doing. I'm gonna go on here. I'm gonna share this copy. Oh, let's stop that because I don't want to hear it twice. All right, good. And then I'm gonna go to the Facebook pages see uh -huh. this is where i need lee because we've got to share oh, it on the, share it to on all the, the pages yeah we got to share it on the things right so let's share it am there I, am i still free freezing jacob or am i yeah good? yeah you're still frozen all right let me go it's pretty awesome let me let me go uh check and see who's all on the wi-fi real quick and i'll be yeah sure. go do that and Uno, we're gonna, Uno we're gonna share this real quick it's all lee's fault we have a sticker so jacob we have a sticker made that says hashtag it's all lee's fault 
you gotta you gotta have that uh you gotta have that scapegoat you know have well yeah he's the perfect perfect scapegoat let me go ahead and share this on a couple other pages since we're waiting hopefully lee's sharing it and it's getting shared, shared twice so while no. while ryan's out running around um jacob tell us a little bit about you so yeah man i know that uh whenever i asked ryan to come on he's like hey look i got this buddy that you know is kind of going to work with me on the new re-grand opening and so want to bring him on as well so what is it that you do yeah man so i'm one of the uh owners and founders for calvary overland um, right we're com- yeah man we're a community-based group um started in uh like located in the dfw area um, okay. We started back in May of 2021, um, and we hold we hold uh, free free events for the community. So we try to pull okay. everybody out. Um, we work with the uh, National Rigs and Coffee brand, so we're we're, we're their DFW location out here. Um, so we do that, and then we do we do some some guiding stuff on the side, and just really try to foster the the community, give them okay. opportunities to have those connect points. Now, is that a Facebook group? No, 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 no. So we do, um, we do have a Facebook. We've got okay. a Facebook page. We got all the social stuff, you know, the Facebook, the Instagram website, that kind of thing. Doing the TikTok um, dances. Oh no, we don't. That's, that's the one. Where I, that's where I draw the line, there, brother. Uh, that's where I draw the line. We did. So we've got five, five folks on our lead team, and we were, you know, we're trying to, we're trying to make sure that we're, we're reaching everybody that we can reach. And uh, I think it was Shannon from our team said, "Hey man, we gotta do a TikTok." I said, "Bro, you're managing that. I'm, I'm off. Yeah, don't." <laughs> Don't put me in that one. So we don't have a TikTok yet that I gotcha. know of. So yeah, yeah. It's but. you know, it's one of those. It's so funny. I'll post because I have all of the things. I'll post a video like a short on uh, YouTube or on Instagram and on TikTok, and on one of those, usually it'll blow up. It's crazy. It's crazy. It doesn't make sense. He totally left. He totally left. Like, I'll have to come back. Like, he I'll probably had to reboot. Yeah. Um. But and it's and like we'll do the same bit in my and my girlfriend, she's got a uh, she's a lawyer, so she's got a legal business and she does the same thing. And she was like, yeah, this this one went big on Instagram and then this one went, you know, the next one goes big on TikTok. And she's like, there's no rhyme or reason. Like, I don't get it. Yeah. So we we're probably going to have to buckle at some point in time and, and jump on the TikTok. Uh, it just seems like that's going to be the case. But yeah, it's it's kind of weird how that whole algorithm thing works, though. Yeah. It, there's no rhyme or reason to, to what yeah. it is or what it does. So how long have you been doing that? Um, we started in May of 2021. That's kind of when we hosted our first uh, our first meet, uh, which is a it's kind of a funny story. You know, so it's uh, me and, and two of our other co-founders, Jonathan and Brandon. Um, we're a bunch of church guys that are going together. We saw there's a bunch of overland rigs in the general vicinity. Mm-hmm. And um, Brandon had just got his uh, Tundra uh, outfitted with the rooftop tent and rack and things. And he's like, man, let's go out. So we we shot out to uh, to to your neck of woods. We went over to uh, to Broken Bow. And oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, spent some time, spent the weekend out there. And we're like, hey, man, let's let's uh what do you think about trying to hold an event that pulls everybody together we see these rigs passing on the freeway all the time but there's there's not an event up here in dfw or at least uh-huh. in collin county where we were gotcha. and so we pulled that thing together called it called it uh uh rigs and coffee mckinney <laughs> rigs and coffee mckinney and um i'll get to that in just a second but we were expecting like <laughs> we were expecting like maybe seven people show up and um three or four days before the event 
uh, Jonathan, he's like, hey, man, have you seen the event? I'm like, no, man, what's up? He's like, there's like 50 people going. I was like, well, we should probably figure out what we're going to do then, man. Like, yeah, what is this? It becomes a thing. It's a thing. Yeah. So we we ran over to Academy, grabbed just $50 of giveaways and and, and had a great time. Um, after the event, we had we had a, a, a an organization named Rigs and Coffee drop yeah. into the inbox. It's like, hey, you guys, uh, we were tagging some content. Hey, there he is. You're good. Yes. Am, I, am I am I moving? Can, yeah. You are all in there. Looks like you're live good. in action. Um, but yeah, they, they the dro- router. It's we were in the middle of a conversation, Ryan. So just give us just one second. <laughs> I'll wrap this up quick. Long story short, no, you go, David Jacob. and Jacob. David reached out. He's like, hey, look, you guys look like y'all are pulling something together. We'd love to work with y'all. Super gracious. But I remember after that email, I was like, hey, guys, we got to figure out. We got to rename this. We had no clue. This was a th- Riggs and Coffee was a thing. It's an yeah. actual thing. Uh, but they've been awesome. So we've actually been working with them as uh, their DFW Riggs and Coffee location since then. So. I was shocked. Like, see, I had so many questions because I had done uh, uh, all over Overland coffee event uh, a couple of years ago, I guess, um, at a place that decided they weren't going to be in the Overland business. Um, and we had we had about 60 rigs, I think, show up. And I knew about rigs and coffee, but I was like, it probably costs money to do like it probably a pain. It's probably all this. And so I was like, I'll just have those guys on the show and interview them and ask the questions that I have before I decide if I'm going to do a rigs and coffee because everybody's got these questions. I can't be the only one. Right. And uh, sure enough. uh, Yeah. They were like, yeah, it didn't cost anything. I was like, well, then hell yeah, let's do this. Caught me by surprise too. I was like, wait a minute. You said how much? I you think they cut out there. You said nothing. Yeah. What? How? Did, well, tell me how this works. Now I'm skeptical. All of a sudden, I'm yeah, like, yeah. Now I'm, I'm ready for like somebody to come knock on my door and say, "Hey, uh, you owe us uh, money for that vacuum cleaner that you bought." You know? <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody yet. No, but David, what were those the super bees? So the there was a vacuum door to door salesman. <laughs> A buddy of mine worked for him, and they had a guy. If they had to collect money, they had a guy, like a mafia dude, that would come with them with a gun when they went to collect money. Yeah, yeah. It was shady. Maybe that's an Oklahoma thing. And oh, that's probably not know. working very well here. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> well, very cool. So, so yeah. we'll get into how you guys are yeah. connected in a second. But thanks for like kind of the backstory on your. Your end of it, Jacob. So it sounds pretty cool. Now, Ryan, we know that. I mean, dude, we've been friends for a while, and we know that that CB Adventure Supply has like gone from, like you said, like a roll up, you know, just a roll up little, you know, garage door with a couple of things yeah. in it. We were talking before the show, and uh, and now you're on your like grand reopening of the new location. Is that right? But. It, it's like more, a remodel? we're calling it a we're calling it a launch party that's what okay we've done there we go way too many times right <laughs> um so, uh, so we, we talked did, about that last uh, night as a matter of fact i was like dude are you moving again like what's going on <laughs> no so we remodeled our six month old new showroom is what we did <laughs> uh, it's just it's crazy uh the you know the growth and the expansion that we've had and you know as we go out and look for uh new partners and brands to bring into the store 
you know, it's an ever evolving thing. And, you know, I was talking with Jacob about this last night. I mean, re if you really look at it, I mean, we actually have 13,000 square feet. That's a lot. That is. Now that's all kind of segmented up, right? We have, it's like 36 and some change that's showroom retail space. We have some offices for living in myself. A space. Yeah. And then we have, um, I guess it's like 4,800 square feet of um, install bay. So like right now we're packed to the doors. I mean, at any given moment, we have at least three trucks in there getting worked on, if not more. Um, oh, wow. And we have enough room to house those vehicles indoors overnight. And then we have 5,000 square feet of just uh, warehouse storage space. So when we partnered with Four Wheel Campers, you can see my yeah, shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we were super excited. And then my head goes, well, crap, where am I going to put these things? Because we, we, we have to have, you know, my, my motto is you got to have them there. People yeah. got to touch them, feel them, see what they're about. Right. And, and see what we see in the product. And so uh, I, I use SketchUp, which is like a 3d modeling program to kind of design our original showroom. So I went and only space I had was vertical. Wow. So I got with our landlord, we've built in a mezzanine that's like, I think it's like 12 by 36 feet. It kind of spans over the top of our rooftop tents. It's got some lighting underneath it. It actually, I really like it. I think it's pretty, uh, pretty awesome. It, it really makes, has more of a showroom style vibe. It still feels independent like we are, but it really does feel, you know, pretty nice in there. And it gave us the opportunity to move some of our products upstairs uh some of the smaller stuff like our midland radio and our step 22 and last u.s bag and uh dma shovels and things like that are upstairs now but opened up the floor for four possibly five campers that's oh. <laughs> yeah so those actually arrive hopefully uh this weekend or monday we're excited hey, very cool yeah, I, I kind of, Leah told me that you were kind of working on this deal, and mm -hmm. then we knew that you were gone to California, right? Is that where they're at? Yep. California, yep. Uh, check out the plant, learning everything about them and, mm -hmm. and all that. Tell us a little bit about, so so just to dive in a little deeper, tell us a little bit about that that whole experience. Like, did you reach out to them and say, hey, look, I'm interested in you know, expanding my line and I'd really like to work with you guys. Like, how does that whole, like from the outsider, how does all that work? So actually, um, they reached out to us. Um, I guess they talked to some of their industry partners and said, Hey, you know, we're looking to close some of the holes in our dealer map. And we're looking for somebody in this area and Somebody, uh, one of our uh, vendors that we work with, um, referred us to them, mm -hmm. or referred them to us. So they however, reached yeah. out to us, yeah, however that works, um, and said, hey, you know, what do you guys think about this? And it, that, it wasn't a fast process. I mean, honestly, I want to say it was October of last year that they reached out. And then, you know, there was kind of a vetting on both sides to make sure that it was the right fit you know, we're pretty picky about the brands we carry in our stores. Mm -hmm. And so it's not something we just jump right into. Right. And so yeah. we talked through the whole process with them. 
found out what uh, their product's all about and what makes it different than other truck campers. And once I got to really kind of see the mechanics of their product, and we have customers now who have some of theirs. So I reach out to them and talk to them about it, you know, get something because that's another big piece for us is that after purchase support that uh, manufacturers provide to the end user. That's a big piece. I want to make sure that, you know, the the products we're selling, they stand behind them. And so uh, it took it took a little while to kind of work through all that. And um, once we decided it was right around the end of the year that we kind of came to an agreement and we signed the dealer agreement and then uh i set up my flight they wanted me to come out for a full week and then you actually kind of go through the entire process so they manufacture there in woodland california which is just outside of sacramento Mm. um, which is pretty cool to see that whole process it's an assembly line right The, the it starts as a raw aluminum product at the one end of the plant and then at the other end of the plant they're wheeling finished campers out into the parking lot to either be delivered to a customer or loaded onto a trailer and delivered to a dealer um and there it, it for wool camps has been around for a long time i want to say it's like 40 years yeah, so they're, they're no I, I know spring it's chicken a, yeah it's been a bit yeah and yeah. and and it's not like the campers they're not your grandpa's campers Mm-mm, you know, like no. like grandpa would have that like that, you know, back the truck into it and slide it in and you know, take yeah. off. This is they're totally different than than what our mindset is from what a camper used Correct. to be. And so Correct. now now you you're carrying alley cab. And so there's there's a mm-hmm. there's a canopy and a slide in with that, but but they're yeah. different. They're completely kind of different and yeah, probably they're, different they're, users. They are, they really are. So, you know. Uh, with the, the ruggedness of the IUCAB and the ability to um, build the product out as you evolve in the process. With IUCAB, mm-hmm. you can start with a, a basic shell and then it's pretty modular. All of their products that they sell can be added to the camper uh, post-purchase of camper. Um, you can, with four-wheel campers, it's more of a, a let's sit down and plan it out and have the factory build us a finished product. So you get to pick the color of the skin, you get to pick the fabric that goes on all of the cushions. Um, You get to pick whether or not you want a front dinette or a side dinette. So there really is a a customization of that camper for you specifically. Now they do have what they call a shell model, which allows you to kind of get an empty space and build it out yourself. So it's not like, you're stuck with what they have as far as floor plans go. You can, you can kind of start with a base model. And then if you, if you've got the time and you want to make your own cabinets and your own seating, go right ahead. They have that option. So now is that with, is is that with every series or is that just the, is it the project mm -hmm. M? Is that what that one's called? No. So the project M is a topper uh, is how they kind of refer to it. So that's going to sit on, that's going to sit on your bed rails. Gotcha. Um, the, the appeal that the Project M is going to have is that you've got the, the rear door, so you don't remove your tailgate like you do with the canopy camper. Um, so your tailgate stays on. So if you have uh, the need to go pick up some lumber at the, at, the, at the Home Depot or Lowe's, you don't have to do anything special. You can fold your tailgate down, uh, slide your, your bits, your 
stone, whatever in the back of your truck, close the tailgate or prop the two by fours up. So they're sticking out the back and you see, you still have the ability and it does come off really easy. Mm -hmm. So the project M is kind of bolted down. Uh, usually in most cases it's about six bolts and then you've got your camper jacks on the corner. So you throw your camper jacks on there, lift the camper up, you drive out from underneath it. Once you've disconnected your electrical and you've got your truck back. So you could really weaken warrior it and not uh, be a long drawn out process. Yeah. But then, then you don't get the satisfaction of being at the mall with that on there and people going, Ooh, that's so cool. <laughs> I think we had a similar conversation about this. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. The, 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 the overland cool factor goes away when you take it off your truck. Yeah. Cause you have to have your max told... tracks. You have to have your max yeah. tracks on all the time. You never know. Concrete. You have, you, have your packs. you have to have your empty roto packs on all the time. Yeah. Well, and I told Jacob, that's when you put a big CB adventure supply sticker in your back window. And then everybody knows you're cool, regardless of whether the camper's on there See? or not. See, there you go. There you go. Problem solved. Yeah. 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 Right on. Um, well, very cool. So I'm to be honest, I am my next evolution will be some type of camper canopy slide in something for the truck. Yeah. And I was excited because they actually make one that fits the frontier. Mm. Really? Yeah. The project M I think fits the, I think they've That's got a five foot bed. They have a five foot. I don't know if it's guaranteed fit. I'm for pretty sure. I read that it's. Okay. I'm still learning. I'm still that's learning. Funny. But that's yeah. that's one of my things. And of course, Alley Cab said that, hey, we've got one for the Frontier, but that's only the new one. That's not. What do you mean? The only one. the new one. The new. Oh, only the new Frontier. Yeah. The new Frontier, the Was new it? body style. So. Yeah. I didn't. Weird dude, you're frozen again. Saw... It's freaking me out. Oh, my goodness. What about. Am I back? No, you're still frozen. But it's okay. What? We'll Dude, move it's got to be my internet. And we'll I have... On. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Okay. But what what, what I was going to get to next um, really was just the partnership that you guys have. So you've got this, this relaunch coming up. And in that relaunch, that's going to be March 11th, correct? Yep. Okay. <laughs> like, I don't know if he's there because he's frozen. Um, <laughs> I'm here. I can hear you. So that works. Um, so tell us kind of what you guys, like the partnership that you guys are having on making March 11th happen. So what's going on there? What are we doing? You want to, you want to talk? Jacob? Yeah. Like, yeah. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I wasn't sure. I was looking, I was trying it's to like read my language, but frozen. it was frozen. Um, yeah, no. So, um, Ryan and Libby, uh, CB Adventure Supply, they're one of our, they're one of our sponsors. And so we, when we host, we host a, uh, an event. Uh, each month. And so one of the things that we do is um, kind of a, a different product from our rigs and coffee is a rally, um, which generally draws a, a larger crowd than our rigs and coffees do. Um, so we, we partnering with, uh, with the rally. So we're doing the rally at their location for the March 11th kind of kickoff. So we bring in the community out there. Um, we'll do our rally during our normal time frame, which is generally like from nine to, to about 1 p.m. And then they're open on Saturdays. And so they're going to stay, they're going to be staying, they're going to be hanging out through 4 p.m. Um, so it's going to be an all day kind of get together thing. Um, you know, one of the things that we try and do is, is when folks are showing up to the events to provide some value. So 
all our events, man, they're free breakfast. So there's going to be free breakfast tacos for the folks that are showing up. We've got free coffee. Um, we generally, for our rallies, we'll bring a, a keynote speaker in to, to teach on a, a certain topic, whether that be, you know, intro to ham radio, um, you know, Caleb from Lone Star Medics doing a hemorrhage control uh, class, just things right like on. that, just valued for yeah. the community. Um, there's obviously going to be uh, the community showing off their rigs. That's always a really, really cool um, portion of that. Um, we're we're going to have, we're going to have giveaways, free giveaways. Uh, we're going to do raffles. So it's just going to be an all day kind of hangout. What I'm most excited about really is, is to get the community out there to see, see Ryan and Libby's new spot. Cause it is, it is legit. It's a, it's a really cool shop. Really yeah, I job. feel bad because I haven't been down there yet. And it's only three yeah. hours away, so I really should go down there. I just haven't. You should. Yeah. March. No, you've got an event March 11th. Uh, yeah, I've got my second rigs and coffee. I was going to say, March 11th would be a great time to do it. Yeah, got my second rigs and coffee going on, um, which I'm super excited about. And we're going to actually have donuts there. I We had somebody reach out and say, hey, go. we're going to bring donuts. So pretty awesome. excited about that. Watch it like they don't show up or something. And I told everybody we're going to have donuts um that would be embarrassing but anyway um so this is going to be like the kickoff weekend for having the four-wheel campers there is that correct that is correct um every once in a while you move and it freaks me out (laughs) so we actually will have uh some of the folks from the four-wheel camper uh headquarters in california are flying out for the event really awesome So, so we're They'll be there to answer any questions and kind of help people uh, walk through the product because we will have for sure four campers in our showroom. So we'll have a shell model, which is the entry level. We're going to have a Hawk built out, which is kind of your Ram 2500 size uh, size camper. And then we'll have a a Grand B, which is the eight foot full size truck model. Then we're also going to have a Project M. So um, we recently did the Mitz Alloy conversion on our Ram 2500. So we took the bed off. So we made a, a frame that the bed's going to sit on and the um, the Project M will mount to that. So it's going to be feel just like you're in the back of a truck. Okay, cool. Yeah. See, he moved again. Isn't that he's weird? Back. Oh, now he's moving. He's back. Yeah. Oh, cool. Am I back? Kind of. You're back intermittently. So let's not get crazy. So now I want to know, are you going to, what are you going to bring to more? Are you going to bring one of these? I have so much to bring to more. Oh my God. So I called Chris, like I was actually in California and I was like, I had this like, you know, epiphany moment. And I was like, there's no way Chris has booth space. Uh Let me just call him. So I called him. Like, I think I was in the airport on my way to California. I was like, hey, he's like, uh, I don't think so. But, you know, uh, things change a lot. And I was like, all right. So he calls or texts me like that next Tuesday. And he's like, hey, I have some booth space for you. I was like, really? I was like, it's inside, right? I don't want to be, I don't want to be outside. I can't manage two booths in two different areas. He's yeah. like, no, 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 no. It's on the same aisle in the East Hall where you're already at. So our current booth is 24 by 80 and they he got us another 20 by 40 that's literally one space away on the same aisle that we're on so i'm going to try and bring two if not three campers to more 
So look, Michael, you'll have a place to sleep other than my canopy camper. See, it's funny you say that because that's exactly (laughs) where I was going next. (laughs) I made this whole big story there. Well, I made a big deal about sleeping in um, his his alley cab during the more expo because it was all open. It was just there, you know, and I was wandering around. Um, Got comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. No, I climbed up there and acted like I'd been living there. Um, (laughs) No, I'm going to be a storyteller this year. I I was last year, but I'm actually going to camp at the spot where my rig's going to be parked. Oh, so you're so gonna be Chris, like right out front in that area. That's yeah, kind of he, we up. get we get tickets as storytellers. We get tickets to go down in the camping area, and I was like, dude, I really don't want to move my stuff. Like, I don't want to set it up and then have to move my rig down there, and I really don't want to just hang out in my gazelle tent down there. I mean, I would, I like it, but that's a lot of. I'm taking off that whole week, so I don't want to take basically two camping setups. Yeah for the whole week of traveling around and, and exploring and stuff like that. Um, just to be able to camp there. And he was like, no, 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 it's totally fine. So, um, Tyler with independence overland is going to be a storyteller. And he was actually asking me, it's like, dude, can we camp like in the storyteller? So I made a call and I was like, Hey, we need to be able to camp up there. And he was like, no, totally fine. That's, that's cool. You can camp up there. I was like, okay, nice. Nice. That'll be awesome. Yeah. Just make sure I'm packing. Yeah, he won't he won't let us camp inside the booth. Well, I the asked. the the fairgrounds won't let us camp inside. Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah. Which I mean there'd be so many people that would camp inside that it would be no issue. <laughs> you <laughs> it know? Would be total Just debauchery is what it would be. Define no issue. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess that's true. Like there would be no like, well, I don't know. Maybe people would still have <laughs> Maybe so. Maybe that would happen. I know that, uh, oh, well, we didn't end up doing the video, but one year we were going to do the Santa video. Like we, we recorded it, we made it like we were having it put together. And then there was a kind of a, a falling out on the overland radio side of it. Um, and so we didn't have the video put out there to the public, but I was Santa Claus and I'm like stealing shit from, you know, all the booths and putting it in a bag. I mean, we put it back, but it was just for, you know, the uh-huh. Overland Santa kind of thing. Um, but, uh, and then we faked like we were sleeping in everybody's, you know, Lee got into an Opus, an Opus trailer that was there. And uh, I think Joey climbed up in his own because his truck was there. And then I don't know, remember where I, it wasn't yours that I pretended that I was sleeping in. I don't remember which one I was in. Well, that would have been the year we had the turtleback booth when uh, we had the turtleback in our booth that when we were in the West Hall. Oh, we were yeah. over there. We were across right. from Rhino Rack where Joey was at. Yeah. 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 That's that was that year for sure. For sure. That was a great yeah. event. That's always fun. So mm-hmm. uh, now you guys now I'm not surprised that four wheel camper reached out to you because there's a couple of shops that I, when people are asking me, like, who do I need to, to, to work with to get things done? There's two shops that come in mind because of customer service. And it's you and it's Chad with Overland Attic. You, both of you have the best customer service out there as far as vendors, as far as um, working with people and making mm-hmm. sure they get the right stuff and, you know, people yep. call and, you know, you're available and all that kind of stuff. There's a lot of stores that don't do that. 
Yeah, no, it's a, I mean, I hate to call it old fashioned customer service, but it's kind of become that, right? Yeah, it's yeah, like, right. You know, in the, in the online world and buying from companies that don't necessarily exist sometimes, having a, being able to pick up the phone and call and ask questions about a product or come to a store like ours or Chad's and take a storage box and go out to your vehicle and does this fit where I need it to fit? You can sit there with a tape measure all day long trying to play the game of measure and find out, but to take the product, whether it's a storage box or a fridge or whatever, and actually take it out to your vehicle and let's see how this, let's see how this fits. It's just, it's a game changer. Um, yeah, you know, our, our customers really do appreciate that part of, uh, having inventory there where once they figure out exactly what they want, they can walk out the store with it. They're not waiting for it to be shipped from, uh, you know, the manufacturer or drop ship from another place. That's, that's a big deal, especially when you're going out of town next week, Yep. <laughs> you know, like, Hey, I really need this. I'm leaving. Like I, I totally screwed up. It's Wednesday and I'm leaving on Friday. Um, what do you Dude, got? I'm guilty of that. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm You've been there. Guilty of that, you know, it's like you know, I've been meaning to get this bit for whatever reason for the last three months, and I'm leaving on Friday. It's Tuesday night, and I'm like, where the hell am I going to get this? I got to, yeah. you know, that's you're scrambling. <laughs> so, well, that's yeah, always no, when I, you find something broken is when you're packing up to yeah. go. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. forget that you broke it. Yeah. <laughs> while you were exactly. camping. And so yeah. you don't think about it and it's like, oh, well, I'll get to that. And then, you know, you're packing stuff up or you left it at camp and you didn't realize you'd left it at camp and now you're missing it. So, yeah. 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 Here we go. Yeah. See? Exceptional. <laughs> Correcting customer errors. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'll take it. We'll, we'll, we'll fix them all, whether it's a, our mistake or the customers. It's all good. Now, you I know. will say I was shocked to see that you were closed for a couple days. What was like? Oh, did you guys have some cold dude, weather come through? Like, yeah, it was ice, man. It dude, I heard it was and, nasty. Eh, it wasn't horrible. The problem is, is that when you know, like we were on that like freezing line. So it was like raining or it was, you know, it would start in the clouds as like frozen precipitation. And then it fell through warm air, which would melt it and it turned into rain and then it would refreeze as it hits the ground. So, I mean, it wasn't as bad as like, you know, 2011, I think we had this massive cobblestone ice thing go on here, but it was inch and a half, two inches of ice on the roads. And I don't care how good you are. You know, driving on ice is really tough, especially when you're driving a big, heavy vehicle. Because yeah. four-wheel drive is not four-wheel stop, and that's what you need on ice. <laughs> well, yeah. I tell everybody that's like, that. you know, all these trucks that fly by you, you know, when it's icy. I'm like, you guys are idiots. Yeah. But yeah. I will defend and say, hey, look, it gets me out of the ditch easier than your two-wheel drive. That that is true. That so is true. I may still end up in the ditch on an icy day, but I'm going to be able to probably get my way out of it. So yep. at that point, yep. I'm hoping I'm going to the ditch, so then I can just drive in the grass um, yeah. or in the ditch. Um, and and yeah, like in in the Dallas Fort Worth area, it's all bridges. It is, and I've never seen so many bridges in my life. And we don't have the infrastructure to handle frozen precipitation right you go up to like amarillo and they got plows and you know salt and stuff to put on the roads i mean they've got yeah it's unheard of it throw down 
in Dallas. Yeah. Fort Worth. yeah. Well, and then Oops. another thing that I, I had arguments with, with somebody that was from way up North and they were like, you guys in Oklahoma don't know how to drive whenever it's snowy. And I was like, no, 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 no. Snowy's fine. It's the ice that sucks. The other thing that's different between here and like North and South Dakota is the roads up North are flat for plows. Yeah. Ours are curved for rain. Like they're mm. crowned, like the middle's yep. a little bit higher for rain. So the rain, so that's why we always end up in the ditch also. Our roads just aren't made for it. We're not, it's not something that usually happens. So, you know, rain happens a lot, especially here. I mean, you guys get a little bit of rain, don't you? Oh, like we little. get quite a bit of rain. Yeah. We're supposed to have tornadoes tonight here. What? Yeah. Tornado season's already starting. Tornadoes tonight. I, th- I um, thought that wasn't supposed to start till the spring. Usually, but like in the the northwest, they're having record cold, and even mm-hmm. in California, they're having record cold. And in like Florida, they're going to have record heat, and so we're right in the middle of that. So it's going to cause all kinds of yeah. disturbances. Well, dude, it was actually it was like in upper eighties today. Like I closed the doors and turned the AC on in the shop because I started sweating. We were have that we were close to now. seventy or in the seventies today. Yeah, it was we're crazy. In the mid-80s. Yeah, yeah. So, and you're also somebody that actually goes in adventures. I didn't realize that you lived in Alaska for a bit. I did. I was actually born there. Really? Now, I didn't know uh, that at all. Yeah, yeah. No, I was born in uh, in Anchorage, and. Uh, Man, we moved away when I was probably six or seven, but I, we would go back. We had family up there for a while. Um, mm-hmm. My grandparents had some property on the Kenai River, um, and we'd go down there and go fishing. Um, and it, it, I grew up king salmon fishing. So funny little story. When we moved here to Texas, uh, we had been overseas and all over, a oh, military brat. And we wound up here in Texas. When I was in high school, I think I was probably a sophomore or junior. And these guys that I went to school with were like, hey, we're going fishing. You want to go? And I was like, hell yeah, I want to go fishing. So I met them at the, the lake, right? We get in a boat and we go out in the middle of the lake and everybody grabs their poles and we're just kind of sitting there kind of floating. I'm like, what is this? They're like, we're fishing. (laughs) What is this? I'm like, I don't know what planet you're from, but where I come from, this is not, this is, I'd never been bass fishing, right? I would always been salmon fishing, you know, where you're, you're on a, a river, you're moving, you know, or you're wading out into the water and, you know, it just wasn't anything bass fishing in a boat on the, bank of a lake in texas was not what i was expecting so <laughs> probably yeah definitely a culture shock I yeah i'm sure yeah. yeah so we've been researching lately because sarah applied for a position in how do you say it again kenai kenai yeah kenai. Or um, i think i can't remember which one you'd mentioned it's either kenai. in the town right there, in the actual place. town of yeah. kenai um okay. is where the 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 job is there but she's also applying for a bunch of places in Colorado and now Oregon's on the list. So Ooh, I'm kind of Oregon's pretty those a little bit more because yeah. Alaska's really far. And you were warning me about dude, when it's dark, it's dark. Yeah. 
The, the, the winters can be tough up there. Yeah. It, I mean, in Anchorage, it's not. And that's so the cold here is different than the cold up See, there to some degree. Someone so, was trying to tell us that, that yeah. it's living in Alaska right now. And we were like, yeah. I mean, I, from, I could go outside in jeans with some thermals, a long sleeve shirt, a good winter coat, and be okay in, in the 20s, right? Here in Texas, when it gets to like 32 degrees, for whatever reason, the wind starts blowing 45 miles an hour. Yeah. And so it's like, it just cuts right through you. You know, 20 degrees with no wind is actually not horrible. It's, and don't get me wrong, it's no, you know, Hawaiian beach, but it's not as bad as you'd think. So, well, and that's like, there, I get there it. is a different cold. And then and you take the humidity we have here in Texas, the moisture in the air, yeah. it changes the dynamics of the temperature as well. Well, and that's the same with Oklahoma, because if it's 103 degrees in Oklahoma, you don't go outside. Mm -mm. Like, you'll die. No. It's so hot. No. But if you're in Vegas and it's 110, you can walk the strip all day long. Is that dry heat? It's that dry heat. I mean, you're mm -hmm. still you still need to hydrate, but but yeah, it's just different. It's just it's a different feel. So yeah. I guess I guess I understand, but I don't know. Dude, Oregon, have you ever been to Oregon, Michael? I have not. There's some parts of Oregon that are freaking phenomenal. Um, we lived in Grants Pass, Southern Oregon, there for a little while, and it's. You get in there with the redwoods and stuff like that and crater lake and all that it's 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 beautiful up there right on i'm pushing for it so um yeah colorado would be pretty cool um she's like space force she'd be Ooh. working she do you know what they call the people that work at space force guardians like of the galaxy yeah, I know, yeah. Right? Guardians. <laughs> that's what they're called I was like, played. you you pulling my leg. There's no way they're and she showed me on the website that yeah, the people that work there are called guardians. So I think pretty cool would be a big it'd be a big difference living from Oklahoma to any of those places. So um oh, I yeah. think it'd be quite a bit of fun and the videos and traveling and camping and doing all that kind of stuff would be a blast. Um so with that in mind, Jacob, I'm gonna ask you first. What kind yeah. of rig do you have? We didn't even talk about this yet. Yeah, man, I've got a, uh, I've got a 2011 Ford F-150. Uh, you got a what? 2011 what? Ford F-150 FX4. Okay, all right. Yeah, we're letting yeah, him on here, and he's got a Ford. What's going on? Uh, look, I know, look, come on, thank you. I'm just being <laughs> gracious, gracious we, host here. <laughs> we, we've got to, we've got to give a little shade. So, so you got, you got a big truck then. I do. Like full yeah, size. I've got. I've got uh, I've got two girls in car seats, so uh, it's got to it's got to have yeah. enough room to, to to haul them well around as well. So, yep, it's uh it's got a little little bed rack and a and a rooftop tent on it. Nothing uh, nothing too crazy. Really, it, you don't need a whole lot. I mean, no. really, I mean, as long as you've got shelter, food, and a way to get around, I mean, you're you're usually pretty good. Um, yeah. Ryan, you still have the the taco, right? Yeah, we still have the Tacoma. I actually used it this past weekend. Um, I went camping with some friends and got to chillax for a little bit. Hadn't done that in a while. Wait a minute. You have a store. You're not allowed to get to go out and do stuff. That's I was actually thing. kicked out. Yeah, Libby told me that I, I was I had to take a mandatory mental health weekend and oh. go uh, unplug 
and I came back with a with a gimp knee. So uh, riding riding <laughs> e bikes and drinking whiskey does not mix. Yeah, that could be a problem. That yeah. could be a, a one wheel. I want to get a one wheel, but I know that's that a with horrible my, idea. My love of oil fire whiskey that probably would be a bad mm. bad deal. Yeah, that equation is not shaping up too solid. You know, the person that's been drinking a little bit is the one that doesn't get hurt, right? No, I can attest that that is false information. (laughs) (laughs) Very good. So do you have, now, Ryan, do you have any trips um, planned for this year? Um, Or are they just mainly part of going to expos and stuff? Uh, For the most part, expos is the only thing we have planned. Um, We're... Where I got invited to go to Baja for a couple weeks before Expo West. I don't know if I'll get to make that happen. Um, We'll kind of have to see how things play out. But um, definitely want to work towards getting outside more. Last year was uh, we had to move the store and there was just some large projects we had on our plate that didn't allow us to get out as easily so my goal is is to hopefully as we progress through this year get outside more and see uh do what we enjoy what kind of helped fuel our fire to start this business yeah 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 that's the thing with getting successful is that you get busy you know yeah and uh there's the good the good part of it is you're successful and and people, you know, your reputation is there and people believe in what you're doing and they trust you and, and all that. And then it's like, well, I don't get to camp as much as I used to. Um, so I, I kind of can, I can kind of see that talking with, with Chad and a few other people about, yeah, man, we're just busy. You know, it's hard to get yeah. out. Um, you know, and, and it's tough for us here in Texas because we don't have anything like right you got to travel right? forever yeah. to get somewhere. Yeah. So even if we wanted to take a Saturday and just go someplace, I mean, the closest we have is Wachita in uh, in Oklahoma, you know, mm-hmm. Wachita National Forest, you know, and that's five out, four and a half, yeah. five hours away almost. So I've heard it, it, that, that that whole area, the Broken Bow area is becoming like Lake Tahoe to California for you is. guys, for the for like the Dallas Fort Worth, like it's becoming... Yep. And I've heard that there's going to be some casinos put in, which is going to make it even worse. That doesn't surprise me because that area has been growing. like Mm -hmm. The rent on cabins have gotten insane. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So I actually have 30 acres with a small like off-grid cabin up there. That's probably about 45 minutes north of that Beaver's Bend, Broken Bow area. Um and we enjoy it we just again it doesn't we don't have the time to get up there so i think we're actually probably gonna look at getting rid of it and selling it but it that whole area is pretty cool but that's the closest place we have other than maybe like some state parks or hip camp kind of stuff yeah for like true dispersed type camping yeah 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 sarah's got sarah's got some land um outside of mina oh okay So, so the other end of the K trail. Yeah. I'm on, yeah. I'm on the I'm on the Clayton side. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. Um, which I mean, we've been there once and would like to go again. But I mean, for here, it's four hours. From Oklahoma City, it's yeah. four hours to get there. So um kind of well, same how long, situation. How, how far is it to the little uh island that y'all go retreat to from where you're at? Well, for Lee, it's 15 minutes. 
That's ridiculous. He's up, yeah, he's up outside of Tulsa. Um, and for me, it's, I guess, two, two mm. to two and a half hours, depending on traffic. Yeah. But it's it's amazing. I mean, even the guys with Mountain State were like, this is legit. Like, this is yeah. crazy cool. What do you guys end up going? There's an island in Oklahoma. Did you not know about this, Jacob? Look, I'm finna learn today. <laughs> <laughs> I'm finna learn today. Um, what lake is that? What is it called? Uh, oh, my gosh. I'm going blank. It begins with it's an It's in, o. like, northeast Oklahoma. It's, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's outside of it's outside of where he lives. Um I just went totally blank. But we call it uh Overland Radio Island. And it's just uh it's just a little island on one of the lakes. Oh my gosh, I'm going complete Lake Ulagog is what it is. Okay. Um and it's just uh like north, maybe a little north east of Tulsa. Yeah, it's, it's northeast. Yeah, I see it. It's north and kind of east, but yeah. 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 So yeah, there's a little there's a little crossway that you kind of drive across. Um sometimes it's underwater, sometimes it's above water. Um and uh and then like the north side of it's like a wildlife management area, I think. And then the south side of it you can camp anywhere nice. and it's pretty dispersed. It's kind of, it's been kind of a hangout for drinking and partying and stuff like that. So you'll go out there sometimes and it's pretty trashed. Yeah. Um, and then sometimes you get lucky and it's not so bad. They had rigs and coffee in Tulsa this last weekend and they do a camp out afterwards um, after the rigs and coffee. And they went there this week. Um, this On the week. island? Yeah, they went to the island. That's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. It's it's really pretty. I mean, it can get a little windy. Um, is the yeah. only thing because you got that water coming off of the, or you got the wind coming off the water. Um, but overall, just a just a good time. Oh gosh, I haven't been keeping up with. Yeah, I was gonna say, hey, there's a comment in there from Daniel who says that he was just on our website and <clears throat> he's looking at getting a two seventy awning and wanted to know the preference between twenty three zero and. The Rhino Rack Batwing. So, my personal opinion. So, it's really going to boil down to um, the materials that they're built from, right? So, mm -hmm. the Rhino Rack Batwing uses uh, an aluminum pole with a polycarbonate knuckle. So, where the awning pivots around, um, it's eh, more or less a, a, a type of plastic. Um, they don't fare well with much more than a really light breeze. Um, oh. They will snap pretty easy. Um, they do come with spares uh, in the box when you get a new awning. Really? Um, the Rhino Rack does. Yep. That's how uh, tender they can be. Hmm. Um, so the 23-0 is my go-to with the 270. Um, not only because it's aluminum arms with aluminum cast aluminum knuckle, but it actually has two arms that fold forward as well as the three arms that fold backwards. So you get a ton of coverage down the side of a vehicle versus just a traditional 270 that's gonna pivot on the rear pin, right? So you've got two arms swinging forward, three arms going backwards. So I can't remember the square footage, but it's, it's a pretty decent amount. Um, and then they've got their light suppression technology. So that's pretty cool as well. Gotcha. They've got that on the awning and the walls, like if you got the walls with it. Yep. 
Yeah, I know the lawning the walls. Um, and they have some new uh, some new deluxe walls that recently came out um, that have large screen panels in the middle of the wall. So their walls used to be just canvas walls. Mm. Um, you could unzip it and roll the whole wall up, mm-hmm. but it made it a little bit of a challenge if it started raining or the wind kicked up to get those panels back down to the ground. Well, yeah. now they have a uh, kind of like a zipper window in it that you can unzip and just roll the little window so the, the wall itself stays in place. So I, I'm, I'm really impressed with uh, his continuous improvement that he does to make the products better. Gotcha. Yeah, he's a crazy dude. Man, twenty three zero. Oh, Justin. Yeah, he's just a, crazy. He's a firecracker. He's a maniac. <laughs> <laughs> so Michael, love him to death. I have, Talks weird. I have a. I got a question for you. So for last me? night we were all yeah. Last night we were all talking about first vehicles. What was your first vehicle that you ever had? My first vehicle I ever had nineteen sixty three yeah. Chevy short wide pickup truck with a three hundred five that actually came out of a racing motor, a racing car. And because of the big rear end in the back, I could smoke anybody in uh, uh, an eighth of a mile. So, so, so you were go fast. You like, Oh you like yeah. I was old and loud and grungy <laughs> and fast. That All truck right. was badass. Yeah. How about That's you? What was cool. your first vehicle? Uh, mine was a 1989 Dodge Colt, little freaking hatchback looking thing. Nice. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. It wasn't anything special, but it got me around. Now my, probably my favorite car that I had in my like younger years was I had a 77 Bonneville with the big V8 and it. it was like a Ooh. 405 and it was, <clears throat> thing had crushed velvet interior in it. And I was telling Jacob that. It actually had a working eight track player in it. So no, I went to the thrift store and I bought two eight tracks. I can't remember what the other one was, but the one that sticks out was the Oak Ridge boys with Elmer uh-huh. on it. The other one was the Almond Brothers. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> that thing was awesome. I love that car. Yeah. Old is fun. How about you, Jacob? What was your first vehicle? Yeah, look, I uh, I already got a little bit of judgment from the call last night, but uh, <laughs> man, I, I, uh, I my first one was a night a forest green '96 Honda Accord manual with a permanent pop trunk. I was telling uh, I was a telling permanent man, pop trunk. I'm sorry, yeah, that's a story. That's a story. All right, so college. I went to school in Kansas. I went to school in Salina, Kansas. That's where, that's where I played football, okay. and uh, I got I got rear-ended there. And uh, look, we uh, we weren't the money wasn't going to replace that thing. So we were trying to figure out how to keep the trunk from continuing to raise up. And so I, <laughs> we, <laughs> me and my next door neighbor, we're we're out here fathing my '96 Honda Accord, but there was a permanent wrinkle in it. So it always looked like it was ready to pop up, but that thing was latched. It wasn't going nowhere. That's so, funny. yep. That's what we worked with, man. Okay, so I've got a vehicle question for you both that I've asked before to guests that we've had on. Um, if you were on the Fast and the Furious, what vehicle would you have? Fast and Furious? Yeah. Um, I'd, I'd go old school and probably do a Gallant VR4 all-wheel drive twin turbo. Oh. Yeah, buddy. 
Jeez, like I think I'd have to look that up, and I'm a car. You know what I'm saying? Like, how do I? How do you even follow that? Can, <laughs> can I, next, next question, please. <laughs> Did you guys yep. ever play Gran Turismo on PlayStation? Yes, 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 yes. That was okay. like the sleeper car on Gran Turismo, okay. right? It was, okay. it was a, it, and I actually knew a guy who owned one, and it looked like a complete soccer mom car, right? I mean, he even he was a single guy, but he had a baby seat in the back just so people would like think oh yeah this guy doesn't have much and then he would just let it rip on the highway and being a twin turbo all-wheel drive that thing would just like a bullet it was i guess insane. so yeah yeah that's what all right jacob you it. have to follow that up man <laughs> just go with your heart man go with your heart look give me give me the 69 camaro that's probably that's i mean that's that's a go-to. I freaking I would I would absolutely love rocking one of those things. Okay. All right. Um the sexiest car ever built. The 240Z. That's what I got. Yeah. Okay. okay. My mom had one when I was little. So that's kind of I, I had a I had a 300Z for oh, a yeah? short stint. Yeah, until yep. some dude pulled out in front of me. Right, yeah. But I tell you yeah. really the baddest ass car one of the one of my favorite performance cars is the rx7 um god what was the i can't 90 what early 90s maybe is that right mm. when they had a zero to 60 in like 3.7 seconds which was unheard of at the time like it was like that was stupid stupid fast um but yeah the rx7s were pretty cool i was into those uh, had a uh, I had a buddy that had one of the older uh, square body Toyota Supras. Oh uh, yeah, first or oh, yeah. second gens, dude. That thing was wicked. It had like a is either a V six or an inline six in it, dude. That thing was like it was fun to drive car because it was so light and it was yeah. real wheel drive. I mean, it just zipped all over the place. It was like driving a go kart on the road. Yeah, I knew a girl in high school that had one, and she'd never let me drive it, but I got to ride in it. And I was always blown away. <laughs> yeah. I was always blown away because it had a button for like its suspension setup for yeah, sport. Uh-huh. Like I was like, what yeah. is this? Can we push sport? Let's push sport. Now. Press the button. Press yeah. the button. Let's go fast. She's like, my dad will get mad at me. I was like, ah. He'll never know. Yeah. I promise. Yeah. <laughs> Um, another car that I think would be fun to have right now, just because of sentimental values would be like an IROC, you know, like, uh, I think, I think they're just cool looking and it would, I would want it. It'd have to be the IROC, not just the regular Camaro. It'd have to be the, the IROC. IROC. Okay. They're pretty cool. Um, anyway. Okay. So let's keep on with this because this is kind of fun. What is your ultimate overland rig? and set up mm. like you win the lottery this is what you're going to build i haven't won the lottery but i think i'm headed there with our ram truck i really you think so yeah i i, I really like the 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 full size diesel all the torque um yeah, i get that I, <clears throat> it's comfortable to drive for long distances um it gives you a lot of flexibility with what we're doing with the mitts alloy tray on the back where we can put a canopy on there or we can do a four-wheel camper flatbed model on the back mm-hmm. um you know and that's what my long-term goal has been is 
originally I was wanting to do a Tundra with a flatbed and uh, four wheel camper on that. But really once you start to dig into like payload and uh, what the vehicles are GVWR and all that fun, the fun numbers uh, it's really best for a three quarter ton or uh, one ton truck. And not much beats that Ram. Mm. No, no. Now it's so so much fun to drive. Would you prospect it out, like make it like that kind of AV, all that stuff? So I would, and man, I had the bumper for that truck on order with the 40 cutouts for running 40 inch tires on it. And I talked myself out of it and went with 37s. So I've been, I've been told by my good buddy that I will right my wrongs and I will eventually get 40s on it. He said, he said, first set of tires you go through, you're going to be ready to go to 40s by the end of that. Yeah, uh, he's probably not wrong. They say if you want to make a, an older vehicle feel like it's new again, just get new tires. Get new wheels. Get new wheels and tires. All you got to do is wash it, man. I, I wash my car. and it We're overlanders. We don't wash anything. Whatever, bro. No, just because you, you know, you got to keep. Yeah, I guess it depends. Because with the dirt, it shows that you've been. If yeah. it's got mud slung up the doors, I'll leave it for at least three weeks before oh, yeah. I wash it. Yeah, mine's been because dirty. then people know I go off road. I mean, you out? Yeah. How else are they gonna know? I've so, got I've got different types of dirt from different areas still on my truck. <laughs> <laughs> I got well, red dirt. Places. I got brown dirt. I got like black dirt, and we're not. That was that was gross. But that stuff was nasty up uh, up at Call Lake. Um, that stuff was ooh, it was sticky, it was gross, it was just eat. It's crazy how different parts of the country have different types of dirt, but different right. types of mud, and how yeah. the mud like I mean, there's places here in Texas that's not really it's just dirt, but it's like that super fine silt. Yeah. So you'll find that uh I mean it's like months later. You thought you got it all out of the interior, you turn the AC on and it poofs in your face. <laughs> it just keeps coming back. It's like the cat came back the very next day here we go someone said a yanko camaro Ooh, yeah yep yep okay so jacob it's your turn yeah man I, all I'm the money a, of the world i'm gonna stick with the full size man i i um i, I that, that's the that's the style of of overlanding i do i kind of i'm looking more to to, to get out I like the comfort. My my wife loves the loves the 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 size and being able to have the space. Um, and so when we go out, man, we're not doing a a, a ton of uh, of quote unquote off roading or, or we're not doing anything like that. And so, I mean, I'd probably go with another full size, man. Uh, I do like the which uh, full size, which truck. So so these so the Rams have been growing on me, and I, I man, when they increase the back seat size, because uh, that was always my biggest fallback. I, I the reason I went with the Ford initially was that, man, I could I could danger stand up in my back seat. There's just so much room, and all of the other uh, like I really like the the look of the the Rams, mm-hmm. but their back seats were always so they were so much smaller. Look, Ram. Yeah, but now now yeah, oh man, that the TRX the TRX is it it, it speaks <laughs> to me every time I I I, I, I drive past one. They're but cool really looking like, too. They are they are so cool looking. Yeah, dude, and Super they are sick. fast, wicked fast. They're uh, dumb fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. This is a this is a bad exercise here. So right here. so what would you do in the back end? Would you would you still do like rooftop tent with a with a rack system or would you go with think, a canopy? Like what would you Yeah, so just right now, so this season that I'm in right now, my, my, my oldest daughter's four, my youngest is one and a half. They they take the rooftop tent like it's a like it's a tree house. They like yeah. the ladder, they like climbing up. So um I would stick with I would with, without a doubt stick with the rooftop tent. Uh, I think I'd probably I'd probably do um, maybe the uh, the smart cap or the value cab comparison. Um, be able to close in that that bed space a little bit more, keep things uh, uh, moderately moderately dry, um, but still roll with the rooftop tent. Yeah, well, and a rooftop tent, like when you've got a family of four, you can get a bigger, you know, floor, footprint. Yeah. Footprint. Yeah, um, then you can with any kind of pop up, you know, that that's out, out out there on the market right now. Now, you may be able to get one that can pop up and you can sleep and then have a bed where the down in the, the table goes. Yeah. I mean, that might be an option um, Four wheel camper. See, there you can see. There you go. Solves problems. I'm looking, you know, this is a good, this, March 11 is going to be awesome because I'm going to be able to see this thing in person. Like, I can't wait yeah. to see that. It's like, going to it's going to blow your mind. Yeah. Yeah, they sound they sound pretty cool. So for me, and this is gonna shock. I mean, I've talked about this a lot, but I dog jeeps every once in a while. I I've had jeeps and I I like them, but I dog them just because they are so good. It's fun. They're so good off road. But I would do. I would want to do a JL. I wouldn't do a Gladiator. I do a JL. I'd want the diesel, but I'd want all the stupid stuff fixed. You know, like the the DEFs, you know, like I got yeah. a buddy has problem with the DEF on it and all that kind of stuff. I'd want all that fixed. So that would all be, I mean, I got all the money. So just fix it. But I would go with the American Safari XL extension Ooh, yeah. with the topper that pops up, you know, so yeah. that you can stand up in there, you can sleep in there, you can do all the things. And you've still got skinnier than a full size, but you've got all that extra room, comparatively speaking, than a regular JL would have. And you can stand up inside. That's the whole thing for me. I want to be able to stand up inside the back of the rig. So yeah. that's where, like, right now for me, I've got the quick pitch rooftop tent. And obviously, I can't stand up in there. So at some point, I'm going with whatever's out there that fits the Nissan. I'm pretty sure that I saw somewhere that I think I know somebody that has a four wheel camper on their Nissan or at least used to. Well, yeah, I'm going to pull while we're talking about that. I'm going to pull up. They've got like a fitment uh, mm -hmm. schedule or something. Fitment yeah, thing. it's like a, a fit for truck compatibility. And you think it's the Project M? I'm pretty, I think they have one for that, but I know that there's another. I know that even before the project, M, I think somebody had one on there. And if I, if I can, yeah. it, well, it's a frontier, right? Yeah. Frontier five foot bed. Yeah. It says a Swift, which is a slide in will fit on the five foot and the fleet, which is for the six, they make a frontier with a six foot bed. Uh, it's the, it's the one that's not a four door. It's the, like the extra little cab, but yeah, uh, it's like access cab. Yeah, yeah, it's that little window. Uh, you get a bigger bet on that one. But I know yeah, that so, like AT Overland has 
has a, a couple that fit that because the Ford Ranger and the new Ford Ranger and the the older Frontier, the the bed is pretty dang near the same size. The I mean, it may size. be off okay. a hair, you know, in some spots, but it's not it's not off very far. Um, so on the on the Project M, they only have the Titan listed. You're such a jerk. Why did you have to break my heart? <laughs> hurt my feelings. Well, but, at least they're but they have a slide in that's available. See, see so that that might that'll work. Okay. So yeah, I mean you know. So not all hope is not lost, Michael. Yeah, I mean I can't get an alley cab because they don't make them for it. I wonder if we could just make it fit. Has Lee gotten rid of his yet? Uh-uh. Nope, why don't we just take it off his truck and make it fit yours i keep telling him why don't you just give it to me and let me modify yeah. it yeah to make bring it- him down to the store we'll yank it off figure out a yeah. we'll, we'll we'll engineer we'll something we'll make it work yeah we'll yeah. make we'll make a piece and we could fab a piece in the back and then just sell them <laughs> yeah there you go here's the fitment for the for the frontier because there's frontier and they made those trucks forever there's so many of those that's one of the reasons why either one of the reasons why i went with the nissan was that their durability is right there pretty much with toyota worldwide like the, their durability is right there the reliability is right there and for the price i got a rear locker and i paid like a fraction of what i would have paid for the same year same mileage in a tacoma what still- years your frontier? Sixteen. Nice. Now, I will say that I think that the Tacoma looks nicer, like it has better lines. So, is that the same thing as a Nissan Patrol? No. No, that's an no, SUV, the- right? Yeah, that's an SUV. Um, the Narvara or something like that is the foreign version of the Frontier, but they're off. Just a- they're not the same. They're yeah. off just a little bit. The bed's a little different. Everything's a little bit different. Um, well, so is the Hilux and the Tacoma. They're, yeah. They look very similar, but there's some subtle dimensional differences. Which is dumb. Like, them. why would you do that? Why? Who knows? It's probably because of the specs in the United States that you need, like, safety probably. and stupid stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> All of that overrated Stupid stuff. stuff. <laughs> All of that. All that overrated stuff. Well, dude, here's here's the deal. It's just kind of like putting warning labels on stuff. No, that weeds out the dumb people. <laughs> Don't put the labels on stuff. Now you're just letting the dumb people survive. That's why I, I just tear those labels off. That way, if, you're, if the dumb people, they'll figure it out. <laughs> this house is not dumb people proof. If you come in here, you're at your own risk. <laughs> Dumb, dumb people beware. We'll put that on the front door. Right on, right on. So, hey, guys, we've been doing this for a little over an hour. You guys have been awesome. Um, now, tell us, uh, like, what time everything's starting and on March 11th and give the address of where everybody needs to go. Yeah. So, it's going to be March 11th. It's going to be at CB Adventure Supply, which is 13043 Harmon Road. Uh, you won't, I'll give you the sweet number, but you won't need it. 707, um, Fort Worth, Texas. Um, you can find us on all the socials. Um, also on Cavalry's website, which is what Jacob? It's uh, cavalryoverland.com. Yep. There you go. Yeah. 
So they've got an events page there that has a uh, all the details about the event, what time it starts. Um, you know, it's for the the big event. It's nine to one, but we're open Saturdays now until four o'clock. So we'll be there all day. Um, we'll have the four wheel campers uh, folks there on site to answer questions. Um, we'll have the product there. We'll have raffles and all kinds of fun stuff. Uh, I think there's even tacos in the morning, isn't there? Jacob? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Free, right free on. breakfast tacos, free yeah. giveaways. You know, uh, yeah. raffles. All do you have, stuff. Michael? Do you have breakfast tacos? You have donuts, we have right? uh, we have donuts. We're gonna have yeah. donuts and and hot dogs. Yeah. Ooh, I need to talk to my buddy who does coffee. See if he'll come. Let's see. So coffee. yeah, March 11th. Come see us. We're we're super excited. Uh, it, it's always a good time. Well, right on. Well, very good. I usually take the time now to thank Lee for pushing all the buttons. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to thank me for pushing all the buttons and doing all the things and getting this launched and inviting you guys. And you guys are here and I'm just, it's all about me. So, uh, and then everybody out there, thank you so much for listening, for pushing the buttons, for commenting, for sharing this with your friends. I really do appreciate it. Make sure whatever you do, make sure that you go all over. See you guys.